This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Sung with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, today we're going to be talking with uh, actor and filmmaker, as well director, as well as a model. And uh, so stay tuned. This is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, with us in the station is uh, Edward Gunawan. Yes, uh, Gunawan. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dan. Uh, it's so nice to have you here. Uh, you uh, Maybe you could give some background on um, where you grew up and uh, where you were born. And, sure, uh, yes. Just some family background. Yeah, I was born in Indonesia. Uh, I'm ethnically Chinese, uh, and then I was raised in Singapore. I moved there when I was around eight, nine years old, and then I just moved to the States when I was 17, and then been here since then. Were you always interested in acting? No, not really, actually. I kind of just stumbled into it, the whole kind of creative, artistic, uh, filmmaking, acting, writing. Um, I've been pretty lucky in that sense, I think. I actually, uh, in college, I was a political science and communication major. Oh, wow. I was in pre-law, and I was about to go to law school. And then, <laughs> yeah, it just totally yeah, got derailed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I studied actually poli-sci, too. Yeah. But then I, I, I actually dropped out of um, the um, PhD program because the, the TAs went on strike. I organized a strike in 1975. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's just, you know, like how funny kind of life takes you. Yeah. It just, you just have to go with the flow and, and you know, you end up where you're supposed to be in a way. Yeah. So you're happy now? I am very, yeah. yeah. I'm very, uh, I, I, I feel like, you know, I found what I love to do and the fact that I can get to do it, I think it's, it's just so gravitating, uh, you know, just so... Is is film uh, the film film career is is that more 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 your career path than modeling? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, again, also I think modeling has been uh, I've been something. It's something that I've been really lucky to do. Uh, in that you know I get to do get extra cash. Uh, I started oh, yeah. when I was in college. Uh, my oh. friend works in an agency, and then oh. he called me up, and uh, there's an open call. He said, and then oh, so yeah. I went, and then. It was my first open call, and then, and then I it wow. got signed with them, and then uh, they started sending me out in college, and then um, yeah, so it's it kind of always there, just kinda like a part-time thing. Yeah. So you don't have to work as a waiter. Luckily, no, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it helps a lot, definitely. What yeah. what kind of um, advertising have you done? Uh, I've Marketing. done uh, like a few national stuff, uh, like Honda. Hmm. And then some commercials. Uh, what do they do with? Do they you sit on a car? I've actually done like two Honda ads back to back. Oh wow! And uh, one of them is just kind of like kind of posing, uh, not in the car but outside of Makes the car, yeah. kind of like you know like oh my god, this is exciting. <laughs> uh, the other one uh, is actually yeah, I'm sitting in the car, huh. I'm very happy. And do, do you for that one is um, yeah. The concept is, you know, I'm going to college and my parents are, you know, sending me to college. And, uh, oh. So my mom in the ad uh, is crying in the back seat. But you're happy in <laughs> it. I'm, I'm happy because I'm leaving. <laughs> what, what, which, which Honda was it? <laughs> uh, I think it's an Accord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you, um, did you drive Hondas or before? Yes, actually. <laughs> I'm a lifelong <laughs> Honda driver. So um, my first car was an Accord. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, my family used to uh, drive uh, Hondas too, so I grew yeah. up with them. So it's kind of like, wow. <laughs> I changed from a Honda to a Civic to a, to a Golf. To yeah. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my Golf. I just had it. Uh, I spent uh, over a thousand on it. Oh. Recently, I was like 11 years old. Oh, wow. So it needed a lot of fixing. But it's very smooth now. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep it until it dies. It's a good friend. Do you have a name for your car? Oh, actually, no. Yeah, okay. Some people do. Yeah, I should think about that. Yeah. 
it has a new permutation because I got rear-ended a few weeks ago and oh my God. somebody did, uh, the insurance company, the other side, did pay for the whole, all, all the repairs on that part of it. So, so it looks kind of new to get back if, if I had watched it. <laughs> did so, you hurt yourself? No, no, I was fine. I think that's why I like I mean, I'm not doing ads for these com- car companies, but I like the fact that it, it saved my life. But inside, it, 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 it's it's so intact. Yeah, and I, you know, sometimes it's old in the front, <laughs> not the back. You know, sometimes it's crushed, but then the inside saves. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you're okay. It was kind of shocking. Yeah, because I was just having a rough night and the person is rubbing and ramming. Uh, I had a rental that was automatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I was So, how did you get into. Uh, did you do. You, you did films earlier than. Uh, than you did uh, No, I yeah. started with modeling. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it was something I did in college. How modeling. Uh, so, like, the film stuff. Um, I was. I was in college, um, and then I met up with a. I, I, I got to know this person. Uh, he, he's also Chinese Indonesian. He's uh, studying in art center, uh, college of design, Pasadena. Oh yeah. He was a film major. Uh, his name is Luki Fuswandi. And uh, we bonded right away. And then he wanted to do um, films, and he knew that I wrote. I, I kind of wrote poetry and stuff like that. Um, and so he checked out my stuff, and he really likes it. And he adapted one of the, a few of the poems, and, and made it into kind of like a film adaptation. Oh. And so um, I began writing with him basically to make this kind of oh, yeah. short screenplay. And then we shot it, and then uh, and then I acted in it too. So that kind of like my first foray into uh, into the whole filmmaking stuff. Uh, it was, I think, largely due to him. Yeah. Do you like uh, uh, writing more than directing? Or what, what, what yeah, I think I see myself primarily as a writer, actually. Um, I think that's always been been there, like writing. Uh, I think um, I love the other aspects of filmmaking, uh, but I think film, uh, writing has always been my <laughs> What were your influences? I, I know you've worked with uh, a lot of people. Uh, Tim Miller, you've worked Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's actually been on the show many times. Um, okay, what was that like? <laughs> um, I loved him. He's yeah. so groundbreaking. He's such a uh, you know such an artist in the performance art world. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I've I've been really lucky that I got to work with him. Uh, that kind of like how I kind of started in the whole creative uh-huh. journey too. Because in college, um, I was. As I said earlier, I was in political science what, and communication. Uh, I was in the University of Southern California, oh, USC. Yeah. And um, I, I was just like really in a rut. You know, I, I, I knew I've always been kind of creative, but never really got the outlet to do that. And then I signed up for um, a writing performing workshop with Dan Kwan, yeah. uh, one of the veteran Asian American performing artists as well. And he kind of, you know, in that workshop, I just... He, use, he uses um, autobiographical um, stories to tell a larger story. And I kind of, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to do that with him. Um, and then through the workshop, we would perform a, a piece. And then after that, Dan uh, referred me out to uh, Tim. And so I took Tim's workshop as well after that shortly. And then, um, yeah, I began to like, write more beautifully and then performing. And I think that's really how I got started, like, you know, like writing creatively and acting, performing. It's different, you know, writing creatively is um, different from journalism, for instance. Yeah, it's very different from yeah. academic, too. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, once I did a, uh, just a, a voluntary workshop with, uh, was this uh, Asian event, and Mitsu Yamada, who uh, mm. yeah. used to teach here, and she held a little workshop, and I started writing about something, and you know, in journalism, you say who, what, where, and when. Mm. And yet, in, <laughs> in literary writing, in creative writing, you have to describe the feelings, the, mm. the setting, what, who's looking at who. And so she totally tore apart my article. <laughs> and it was autobiographical, but she didn't, you know, she just totally tore it apart. And it was great. 
because I then I realized that uh, maybe I, you know, I could do it, but I, it's a total, it's a shift. Yeah, from writing. I think different format. Yeah, it's different. You know, calls for different things. Yeah, yeah and I'm not sure if I'm that. Uh, don't you have to be very uh, observant and uh, remember th- details? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think for um, creative writing. It's ultimately, I think, about human experience. Yeah, and I think yeah. the more you can observe, the more curious you are about the human experience. Yeah, yeah. I think the more you have to offer to other people, you know, uh, in terms of originality of you know, your observations yeah, and your, yeah, sure. you know, how how you see the world and how yeah. you see people behave and act and think. And I think, yeah, I think. It, it will be more interesting for other people to read stuff or, or see stuff like that uh, because you know, you're kind of calling atten- attention to those things that they never really think about or so they identify with. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah, through that, you know, that they can see parts and pieces of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And you recently did these two shorts that uh, that is going through the festival circuit right yes. now. Um, maybe you could talk about both of them. Uh, the just and also the laundromat. laundromat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we created and finished two shorts last year, late last year, November, and then um, I wrote and produced both of them. Uh, I acted in one of them called Just. Uh, it's about what happens when two strangers met up uh, after they met up online. Yeah. And um, they're getting to know each other and stop those kind of awkward moments when this man yeah they don't know what to do with each other but they're having a conversation and uh they have more than a conversation <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation after whatever <laughs> yes yeah. but uh, and so that short um did quite well um it's doing quite well still uh thankfully and uh it won an award at the planet out short movie oh yeah um which is one of the one of the largest uh, online uh, yeah. film competition, and because of that, we got to uh, got, go into more festivals, mm-hmm. and then uh, well, we also just just sold that short to Logo, oh, oh. Uh, the MTV Gay Channel, yeah, and so it will be premiering uh, broadcast uh, May 14th. Oh wow! So and they will issue the DVD too later. Um, we're still, uh, we're still s- yeah, we're still talking separate. to some distributors, and oh, uh, hopefully. We'll We'll be able to get that out. Uh, really, you know, one of our dreams to like have it out. You know, yeah, it's a physical, tangible copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're kind of like waiting out on that, and, and hopefully it will go well. But for now, you know, it's, uh-huh. we're wow, so it's really, it's really exciting. Was it? Uh, can I ask about the sex scenes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what happens when you do that in a in a movie? Is it all simulated or? Is it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan, to yeah. break your bubble, but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, most of them simulated, and um, although we do do get actually pretty naked in, yeah, yeah, on okay, set, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a close set. It was a very small crew, and um, and then all the crew members are basically our friends, so it was it's, it's yeah, very very yeah. comfortable, very safe. Um, I know you. There was some whites at the beginning. You show a kind of blurred scene, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then but then later on, it's a bit more. How about the uh, the dialogue? Uh, was that from your own experience? Uh, you played at first. You played kind of a naive uh, young guy who mm-hmm. is kind of shocked that the other guy is uh, having an open relationship. Yeah, he's having his thing around. I think some of it, some of it are basically, you know, inspired <laughs> by events of uh, my life. Yeah. Uh, but I think also as in the gay community, I think you know, online hookup is quite prevalent. Sure. Yeah. And um, you hear about stories from friends, from other people, and uh, I, I think it's just fascinating for me to, you know, to explore this uh, realm of. Yeah, the theme of I think trust and, yeah. and love and finding connection in the midst of all that you know, there's this kind of very almost primal yeah. need that people have 
and the intimate kind of thing of, of the time you connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and in the midst of all that, you know, you have all this yeah. kind of animalistic kind of lust. Yeah. You know, yeah. so how do you kind of balance it out? And I yeah. think that's why it, it was really um, exciting for me to explore uh, with this film. Yeah. What I liked was that it um, people actually did speak and talk to each other. <laughs> it wasn't just went back goodbye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, actually, I I have a friend who actually is afraid to get into relationship into any kind of uh, uh, actual uh, sex because he thinks that once he does it, then people are going to dump him. Oh, really? So he has this this identity issue that mm-hmm. he thinks that people are just using him. Mm. for that and so he he rather be friends mm-hmm. but then what is friendship mean you know mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I think young people now have this friend, uh, this idea of friends with benefits mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> and, uh, so I think uh, maybe it's looser now I don't know if, mm-hmm. you know I mean this friend just means friend in platonic friendship what I have done with friends is a lot of times they are their exes I guess mm-hmm. and then they still become friends mm-hmm. they become actually close friends because there's no there's not even a sexual tension mm-hmm. uh, so you get it over and done with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it was a long maybe it could have been years or something but it's, yeah. we now become good friends yeah. uh, our best friends whatever I'm not good. I think, you know, if you can't have friendship with your, you know, your ex-lovers. Yeah, because I think the tendency is, or the stereotype about the community is that that people just have short-lived relationships mm-hmm. and they don't talk to each other afterwards. And, and maybe they're paralleling straight relations where, you know, there's a divorce and there's a very acrimony. Mm-hmm. But it may, doesn't have to be that. Yeah, it does. I think yeah. it doesn't make you know, yeah. the best out of it. Yeah. Because in the... Having gone through the 60s and all that, <laughs> it seems that one of the problems with, with, with the politics of the 60s or politics of liberation is that it was all political, but it was not, it didn't deal with relationships. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, everything was political, and so we didn't really talk about how to sustain a relationship or even sustain the politics so that people end up, you know, getting jobs in, on Wall Street or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Maybe some people do that. And, uh, uh, but they still are, you know, they have that mindset. So, but how, the institution is not there to support. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's a true of any kind of social change movement. I think it's very hard to, 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 to re-establish the, or to establish new relationships based on a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. That, that sustains I've always, itself. I've always believed in that personal is political. I'm sure you've yeah, heard right. that. You yeah, know, so that's I a very, think, yeah, that was a slogan of the 60s. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. And so I, I think it still applies to now, I feel. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, how you live your life and, you know, the individual choices that you make, yeah. I think will have a greater uh, ripple effect on the world around you. So I, I think, think you just yeah. have... Sometimes it gets so overwhelming, I think, yeah. you know, if you think about, like, creating big changes you know yeah. like change the world whatever <laughs> yeah, but I true. think you know if you Still focus matter. on yourself and right. making personal changes that you can control I think that is you know first of all more doable <laughs> because sure, you're only yeah. you know controlling what yeah. you can control you know and so yeah I think and, and then hopefully that will either inspire the people to make similar changes for the better and yeah. or, or just you know, challenging them I see that in your films and your choice of characters in the films because you've been depicting um, Asian relation, Asian-Asian relationship mm-hmm. in, in the two films, Laund- Laundromat and in Just. Mm-hmm. And was there a reason for that? Or did you, or did you just, or did it just happen to be the characters were both Asian in, in, in those relationships? So, uh, let me backtrack for yeah. a bit. So, uh, let yeah. me, um, you know, talk about Laundromat yeah, for a yeah, bit because yeah, then yeah. get a chance yeah. to. Uh, so, Laundromat is uh, a short film as well that I wrote and produced and I directed so this is actually my directorial debut yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of scared but uh, I think it's you know it's it's good I like it um, it's actually right. both right it's uh, interracial as well as the uh, same Asian-Asian uh, relationship yeah I talked about it before. yeah yeah it's about this two young a uh, young couple yeah. uh, who are just doing their weekly chores in the laundromat and then <laughs> You know, they're fighting, and then they met this older gentleman, and, you know, they thought that, you know, one of, uh, the old gentleman is hitting on one of the guy, and, but 
you know, we found out later on that there's something more yeah, uh, yeah, deeper yeah. and tragic yeah, uh, that with that story, really and they realize yeah. something about their own relationship. So, um, and then that film is um, going to be premiering in um, April uh, in San Diego, Game Last Film Festival. Oh, yeah. So, cool. like, mid-April. And, like, in two weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, I'm very happy with that, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, going back to your questions earlier, that some of it is personal choice. I know that laundromat, I, I do want that couple to be Asian. Yeah. And the older gentleman, um, who uh, Jack on plays the older gentleman. Yeah. And um, we happened to, you know, to meet him oh. uh, through our, my associate producer, Vanessa Joe. Oh. And so, um, and he's so right for the part. I was like, okay, you know, I have sure. no doubt. Let's just go, you know. Um, but that wasn't meant to be um, specific ethnicity or race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, it, it was just coincidence or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, luck or uh-huh, uh-huh, serendipity, uh-huh. I guess. For the other one, for Just, actually, um, uh, because we shot Laundromat first, and then one of the young couple, uh, the actor who played one of the young couple is K.O. Wolford. Uh-huh. Um, he's a stage actor, primarily, uh, who just got nominated for an L.A. Ovation wow. Award last year for yeah. his one-man show. And um, he's a good friend of mine. I've worked with him in various cap- capacities, and then... Um, when so we shot shot laundromat first and then he's already cast and we already shot that and then um a few weeks after that we wanted to adjust and then um i knew that i want to play one of the character um and my producing partner and also director david gill um and i believe that we one of the one of the dialogue has um a line about being a Republican. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, when I, when my character can accuse the other actor of, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, of being a Republican because he's doing kind of this, you know, on on a down low, you know, causes to kind of hook up. So we kind of saw that other character as a Caucasian actor. Um, and the funny thing is that we look for a kind of like mid-30s, kind of a Caucasian actor and we shown it to a, a few people and they actually didn't want to do it and I was really surprised because I think the, the characters are really interesting the script I thought was pretty yeah. good for an actor it, it, I think it allows people to like flex the acting skill um, but it's huh. it, it's it's I, I, I think I was so surprised at that time that um, wow it's like this still happens nowadays because all the actors came back to us um, they all said pretty much the same thing we love this script we'd love to do this but my agent doesn't think it's right for me and you know what that means you know and I was like okay because it's with, uh, with another Asian actor or no, I, Asian director no. no I think it's it's more of like this being a gay material oh, oh, oh okay and and I was really shocked and I mean we have nothing to say it's like okay well it's not like we can change you know the other character to a woman or something you know like because I mean that's why it's you that's know we, we wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we want to do this because I think yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, and then uh, and I've, I've already shown uh, K.O. the script um, just for his feedback and stuff yeah. like that and he's always loved it and then um, he volunteered himself to do this and then I was like, you know, after thinking about it, it's like, you know, he's a really good actor. He's a, he'll be right for it. And so yeah. we, we went with him. I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So. Did, is he, uh, was he born in the U.S.? Um, Ko. Yeah. Ko was born in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, US, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the, um, did you want, you wanted to play in that, in that part? Yes. Yeah. I fought for that role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, my director, uh, was, I think, kind of hesitant at first uh, to let me play in it I, I think because I was you know I was juggling multiple hats yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I was wearing yeah. different hats juggling different responsibilities so um, I think he was just like you know I don't know whether you want to like stress yourself too much with that you know <laughs> and then you know I, it, since I wrote it I think he was also afraid that it was like so personal to me that yeah um you wouldn't take any criticism yeah or you know that I would just like you know stick to my own thing and you yeah. know and not 
but yeah, so so I fought really hard. <laughs> so does it give you a different perspective from being on the other side of the camera? Oh yeah, definitely. It's 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 really um, uh, really interesting how he reinterpreted the whole thing, basically the whole script. And uh, when I wrote it, I think you have no choice but you also visualize it when you write it and how you're yeah. gonna yeah. shoot it as a director. Even you know, like you kind of yeah. see it in your mind already how it's gonna play out. And then he has a different whole take on it, and which is exciting, you know, too that somebody else brings so much yeah. to to the table as well. And so it, it's it's definitely a collaboration between two, both of us. Yeah, yeah you talk about the 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 other guy or the the director. Oh, my my director. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the uh, how about the editors? Do they? Do the the editing is? Uh, did you do your own editing or how did that? Uh, yeah, we pretty much did our own editing. Oh, I see. So, yeah. uh, David and I yeah. uh, shared the editing responsibilities. Yeah. 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 So it's, I guess it's hard. I think for yeah. just actual, I didn't really look at the footage that much. I think because um, I didn't feel comfortable looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> Too personal. Yeah, I think so. So I let him, um, you know, just like do his own thing, and then I just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I just thought the only thing I thought was a little bit uh, abrupt was that the after talking that they they kind of reconciled and mm. and I thought they were still very tense so it just seemed it, it was it seems too quick mm. uh-huh. um, maybe I thought maybe it could have dragged on more that mean more uh, it's funny you should more. it's funny you should say that because it actually has a different ending <laughs> oh yeah it's um, we shot the ending, uh, the original ending, and the ending was um, supposed. So what happened? In the original ending was that um, the the boyfriend of the guy oh comes back. came came comes in. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, they're like a little bit more, you know, right. drama in bed. Oh. Um, and and but and we've we've already shot it, and, and oh, but it's only the, the editing room where. David and I kind of sat down and watched it, and and I just thought that you know, I don't know whether it's necessary, and then we kind of found love in that moment where they, yeah. the two characters embrace, embrace yeah. and I, I think yeah. it just says so much without saying anything yeah. at all. And yeah. so no, I think that the ending was interesting. Uh, I just thought it could have, <laughs> I, th- I thought would have uh, explored more why, why they ended up embracing, but I guess it's mm. because. He, 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 he had his own experience a uh, younger guy mm-hmm. and uh, he was dreaming that and then, mm-hmm. and then he realized that, mm-hmm. you know, that this is what you know people go through mm-hmm. and hopefully we we see that you know the two characters I think right from the beginning we, we do see them wanting to connect oh, for sure, and yeah. I think with that physical embrace yeah. you you get that sense of like we connect yeah finally they, they reach kind of some sort of a mutual understanding yeah. with, you know, both of their own experience, yeah. you know, so understand that this is what it is and hopefully they can still connect in some way. You know. do, do you think people actually, um, in terms of open relationships, are those usually spoken or is that just understood? You know, I mean, do people actually do a, like a written prenuptial agreement or something like that? <laughs> I don't think that's really... Nobody writes it down, right? I, mean, I, I don't think so. Maybe yeah. some people. <laughs> I mean, if you're really, maybe if you're really rich, you might, you know, you get lawyers involved. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people that I know who does it, they do talk about it, especially, I think, in the long-term relationships. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, um, it's just natural for, um, yeah. for somebody, two people who are in a relationship, in any kind of relationship, they they set guidelines, you know, and and, yeah, and yeah. kind of almost like rules, you know, like what you can can do, and and I think also like with any kind of relationship, you have been open communication is, oh, yeah, is the key, you know, yeah, yeah. for for that, you know, to kind of have some sort of trust and and then yeah, building trust with each other, and I think you have to talk about it. You can't like really just like do it on your own. And, you know, expect the other person to understand. Yeah, or like expect the other person to like, you know, not get yeah yeah freaked out or jealous or emotional about it. You know, I think yeah. so. I think long term relationships 
uh, people who are in that uh, people do talk about it and maybe not write about it but <laughs> at least they will have some kind of discussion conversation yeah, yeah. do you think it, what do you think about um, being from Asia do you see um, do you see Asian Asian Americans here different uh, acting differently from people from Asia in, in, the, in the gay community um I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit. I, I think... Hey. Yeah, I think that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was think, uh, no, I was just trying to... Maybe exploring in one area whether... In terms of relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, object choice. You know, partner choice. Sorry. Um, object choice. I like object, that. Freudian that, uh, yeah. slip. Object, <laughs> sexual object choice. Do you, uh, do you find that people from Asia are more... Or less interested in same um, race people or same background people, or are they more, or is it more opposite than that, or can you generalize? I don't know. I don't think you can generalize about that. I think, I think again, it comes to my kind of philosophy, like you know, your personal is personal, personal is political kind of thing. You know, I, I think. Um, but I do. I can say in my experience, though, that. Um, I I grew up in Singapore and um, they have a, a big gay population in Singapore and um, I have to say a lot the friends that I grew up with um, or like I was hanging out with um, yeah I mean they have no problem with you know like kind of same race same ethnicity yeah. dating um, I think a lot of them are actually very prideful of that you know they're very uh-huh. proud of that fact. <laughs> But Singapore are pretty, uh, people are pretty proud of their own uh, city and their own yeah. identity. Uh, although there's sometimes some crisis in identity, but <laughs> when, the, when the stock market falls or whatever, there's always problems with, you know, But I think in Asia where, identity. I think so much more than this, I, I can say that, you know, like, they, they do, there's the remnants of colonialism. Yeah. And I think uh, the new generation, like right now, uh, I think are kind of in that post-post-colonialism kind of culture. So they are very prideful, I would say, <laughs> of, of, yeah. of themselves, which I think they should, you yeah. know, which yeah. I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want to, do you think of yourself as a trans... I was going to say transgressing, but trans, continental, <laughs> yeah, transcontinental, whatever, uh, like bridging cultures. Uh, do you expect to do films over there too? Or? Oh yeah, I yeah. hope so. I, 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 one of my dreams to do that, that uh-huh. I would be able to uh, create work in both places and hopefully create work that crosses, you know, national origins or boundaries. Yeah. Um, one of the scripts that I'm writing, a feature film, is uh, set in Indonesia. Oh. Uh, and so I am writing it with uh, my previous director, Luki Kuswandi. Oh. Um, and we, we won an award two years ago at the Jakarta uh, Film Festival for a script uh, competition. Oh, wow. And so hopefully we'll get to you know, shoot that soon. Yeah, soon wow. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, like I, even though I didn't grow up... Um, too much in Indonesia. I left yeah. when I was eight, uh, but you know my family still lives there. Sure. I'm still very close, you know, to the country in a way. And so, just being able to write from that perspective, I think it's really neat. And I, I feel too, though, that I feel um, sometimes I feel kind of stuck here in a way because I feel like I, since I'm not from here or born here that I feel like I am kind of regurgitating other people's experience and and when, when I go back to Indonesia other Asians example, here you mean? Oh, uh, in general I think okay. not just Asians but oh, I yeah. think like because you're observed, outsider you're yeah outsider. I feel like yeah. I'm outsider you know I, I didn't go to like high school here for example mm. so I, I didn't really know what it feels like you know so I, I don't yeah. know whether you know what I'm writing or what I'm creating is really authentic to to the experience you know I always kind of feel like you know maybe this is what it's supposed to be you know uh-huh. instead of what is and when I go back to Indonesia or Singapore for example and you know I, I, I you know I, I write stuff and it comes so much more natural I feel like you know I know this I know this I know it very well and 
Yeah. And I think it's also like, yeah, it gives me a, a, a different kind of take on like what's out there in, in terms of the work. But sometimes I think you have to be away from a culture to see it. And mm, so true. going back, uh, I mean, I have the same feeling about being here. I mean, even though I've been here for 40 years now, mm-hmm. I came in 67. Um, I'm, you're always an outsider, you know, when you're from Asia. I, think. I mean, it's never, people always ask, where are you from? <laughs> yeah, even though I, you know, I've been here 40 years. And my mother actually was born in Seattle. So I, you know, I was able to get here. So it was easier in terms of legally. And so, um, but I just didn't passport and all that. But the, uh, but when I go back, I, I feel like a Hong Kong person, but um, and I, it's kind of nostalgia for the homeland. <laughs> but uh, but I do identify as a Hong Kong person. But then I realize that I'm actually different from people there now. Yeah, as well. I mean, as well, yeah. Because you cannot. Because I've gone. I've been away too far, too much, and too long. And but even though I go back every every year or twice a year. Or yeah, I mean, the people there make fun of me because yeah. because I I laugh. <laughs> uh, when I was really young so I left when I was like second grade third grade so I only have like third grade Indonesian you know think about it and like when oh, yeah. I speak to them they're just like oh my god you have like the worst <laughs> Indonesian ever <laughs> I was like I know oh, oh, and then yeah, like I, I would you know you know substitute words in English and oh yeah I and, and I mean I grew up in Singapore where it's like the first language there so like yeah English has become my first language and so, like, they yeah. always call me, like, you know, westernized, and yeah. they just, I just get teased a lot there. And, and yeah, and then you realize, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're different from them, too, you know, and so yeah, yeah. you're, in, like, in a weird place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it's good that, I mean, I think you have to kind of sometimes get away to see the, see the picture, I mm. think, in a way. Uh, do you speak any Chinese also? Yeah, I speak yeah. Mandarin. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. then I speak a dialect called Hokkien. Hokkien, yeah. yeah. And uh, Hokkien is almost like uh, I I speak uh, Santawa. Oh, okay. so it's very similar. And some, yeah, yeah. Some some uh, Fukien, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also very similar to Taiwanese. I heard. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Jiapong, uh-huh. Jiapa, <laughs> know that. And uh, anyway, the <laughs> the one thing I was thinking of, uh, there are Singapore uh, film directors uh, that have done uh, even a Hokkien uh, dialogue movie. Oh. And uh, fifteen, have you seen that? No, no, no. Fifteen. It's uh, it's quite interesting. It's uh, it's it's um, where the um, the kids in the movie, they're fifteen years old, and there's it's a gang, a basic, a so-called gang. Oh yeah, yeah. Of it's, like kids. That's the Royston Tan. Yeah, movie, Royston right? Tan film. Yeah. And he uh, they go around beating up people that speak Mandarin mm-hmm. because they don't like <laughs> the Mandarin imperialism, I guess. <laughs> and so they're Hokkienese. And uh, so the film actually talks about Hokkien, uh, you know, I mean, th- there's dialogue in Hokkien. Mm. But uh, th- the problem with, uh, you know, I'm a librarian, and so I, I see uh, films that are cataloged for the library. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times they forget that uh, there's other dialects. They just say mm. Chinese, Mandarin, Mandarin. and yeah. they just ignore the d- local dialects. Mm. And it's the same thing with Last Caution. I just bought the Last Caution mm. uh, movie for the U.S. version with, um, you know, with uh, Angley's film, Angley's yeah. film with uh, uh, documentary Leung, yeah. with a neat documentary actually of the oh, filming okay. of the film, and where all the actors, even though people from China speak uh, speak in English mm-hmm. uh, about the film production and how they laid the the set for Shanghai. It wasn't really Shanghai; it was mm-hmm. just a set, and they recreated the buildings, the tram, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, but the cataloging, I think, just said it was a man, uh, Mandarin film, even though it's it diverse, it. yeah. It was, it was like Shanghainese, it. yeah, Chinese and Cantonese, yeah. and it started off in uh, actually beginning scenes were in Hong Kong, yeah, uh, Hong Kong University, which was real actually. They they use the settings there, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times, the I think the problem is, the you know, yeah, there's this dominance of Mandarin, obviously, mm-hmm. and so it's they don't think of the dialects as real languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's uh so the anyway in fifteen uh Royston Tan actually kinda tries to resurrect or to put that as center stage. Mm. That uh local dialects and these kids go around, you know, just beating up <laughs> school school schoolmates that are speaking Mandarin. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I think it shows the underside of Singapore. Uh, that, you know, Singapore likes to portray itself as this happy, harmonious society mm-hmm. that nothing goes wrong and everybody's happy mm-hmm. and, you know, that everybody's successful. And, of course, there is 
always on the side. Kind of yeah. like the subculture. Yeah, it's yeah. a subculture, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Royston, of course, is very successful now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that film, he he was able to depict portray uh, that. The, yeah. The un- the other side, the other side of yeah. the yeah. city. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm sure there's a, every country has uh, undersides. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody is able to you know get a good mortgage and <laughs> a good yeah, subscribe to the dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. and be successful. Yeah, yeah. Do you good. Yeah, like there are a lot of like Asian filmmakers now that are like gaining so much prominence. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's really exciting. I think that's why I really want to you know uh, work. You know, on the other side of the globe too. I think just yeah. because the cinema landscape is—it's so exciting there. You know, and the in- independent film uh, are just growing. It seems. Yeah, and even Cathay Pacific. I've done a lot of uh, trans uh, Pacific travel, and they have a channel on the. You can actually choose videos to watch mm-hmm. while you're in the you know twelve hours you're on the plane, uh, and they have one for Chinese independent film. It's oh wow! Like, or, or Hong Kong independent, and so mm-hmm. uh, at least at the time when I saw it, and mm-hmm. uh, so that was very cool. I saw some films I never thought I would see mm-hmm. uh, on the air. Yeah, yeah, well, it's great. Yeah, like you know, pl- even places like in Korea and Thailand. Yeah. Um, yeah, Singapore definitely. Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong has always been producing films, you know, since yeah. the seventies, eighties. So yeah, they yeah. have a uh, there's a there's a VCD outfit that that does independent films and releases that, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of queer films from that mm-hmm. uh, uh, from that uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the I think the problem is just it's always distribution, obviously. Yeah. Uh, do you? I know that you've had a you had a you have a MySpace yes, uh, page. MySpace. And <laughs> what what's the reaction there? Uh, in terms of I mean, do you get a lot of fans? <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't say fans, but there are people who <laughs> says hi. <laughs> but um, it, it's good though. It's interesting that you know how like the world kind of gets smaller and smaller. You know, um, uh, especially now that you know these films are out, and I've been doing, um, you know, I, I I was interviewed and stuff like that in different magazines, and um, so people saw it, and then they were able to find my MySpace and get in touch with me directly, and so it's it's quite it's quite nice to like to 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 have feedback like that, like a direct feedback. Yeah, I think that's how I got got in touch with the uh, your, mm. your your producer. It's kind of scary yeah. too, though, because I have to say, um, two weeks ago there's this kind of young, I think like a 16 year old or something, a, a kid from Indonesia as well, uh, who MySpace me, and he was saying that you know, oh my God, you know, you're such an inspiration, you know, you're doing what I want to do, you know, I'm 16, you know, I'm living in Singapore now too and then after this I'm going to go to the States too and, and you know direct films and act in films and I just like when I got the message it was just oh and then he said that oh my god you're such a role model to me I just like <laughs> totally freaked out you know like I was just like uh, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this you know like that. this is just way too much responsibilities you know like to be a role model whatever uh, so I that's kind of scary but then at the same time too it's really like it's really, yeah, inspiring for me to like. Oh my god, you know, I'm ac- my work is actually you know being seen by the people, and and hopefully it has you know kind of like appreciated. They have, uh, yeah, yeah, they have uh, you know uh, some sort of connection to that, yeah. and in a way that feels really good because you know you've you've kind of like made a difference in your own way. You know, that, yeah, you know yeah. you've, you've made you've set out what you you know you've accomplished what you set out to do in a way. Like you were saying that it takes an uh, individual to do, you know, small steps. And so yeah. this is one small step, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you affected him. Yeah, in he, a way. He, yeah. he, you know, but it's it's a hard struggle, obviously, <laughs> to come yeah. to the U.S. to do anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and, and after after that, a couple of days later, you know, after I took time to like, okay, chill <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I MySpace him back. It's like, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you like my work and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I just kind of advise him that, you know, if you really want to do it, you think you should just go for it, you know, yeah, and just yeah. follow your heart. And yeah, the earlier yeah. you do it, the better. I think that's one of the things that I found out that, you know, um, the faster you know what you what you want to do, better it is because you don't know, wait until you're 50 or something yeah and, and then you know it's, it's I, mean, I don't think there's ever a time where it's too late i feel like you can still do what you want to do pursue your dreams 
whenever, you know. But I think the earlier it is, the better it is, obviously. I, th- I think just because, you know, you have time on your side. You yeah. Know, you yeah. can accomplish so much more. Yeah. And there's a, there's a community. I mean, you talk in your biography about the, the other people that help you in the artistic community. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. That uh, mentor you. And, mm-hmm. uh, so there is this very supportive community, I think. It's, uh, are people less jealous of each other? Or you think they're actually very open? To helping new new people come into the field, I think you have to be very selective yourself. Mm. I think uh. as an artist, uh, one of the things that you have to do for yourself is protect yourself. Uh. And so, in in that way, you have to uh, be very selective of who you surround yourself with, and uh, and then don't be afraid. I mean, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I I, I have that this sounds kind of calculating, no? Uh, <laughs> that uh, you're like, it's almost like picking friends and. You, you, no, you I mean, it's, no? Not, it's not picking friends, uh, uh. but it's more like, you know, you want to be around with people who, first of all, share your sensibilities. Oh, yeah. And yeah. also who believes in you. I think yeah, you, you want to be with people who's, who are positive for you in a way. And hopefully you can be positive for other people too. You know? So in that way, you, you help each other. So you don't you put know? down each other. Yeah. But yeah. if you are with another person who are always, you know, putting you down, who doesn't believe in you or your dreams or you know taking away yeah, your dreams there's no point yeah and, and then it's, you're just kind of like you know wasting your energy and effort yeah you yeah. know instead of going towards your dream you know and making work that you know that are fulfilling to you instead you know you're you're taking care of this person you know and kind of like what's the point to that you know how about if people use you in the sense that uh, <laughs> they i mean they just want some new director to do their work and they don't really they have their own plans of you know marketing certain films. Uh, do you do you try to watch out for that? Um, yeah, I, I do. I think I, I just I just feel like I, I just want to work with people that I want to work with. Yeah, what, <laughs> like, what if there was a, some mega complex in Indonesia, you know, or s- Singapore who wants to hire you and put you, uh, give you an office, give you, pay you a lot of money, and uh, just have you sit there churning out stuff for them I don't know I've never been you know Off in that, that situation <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I. but right now I feel like you know I'm in a good place where I could still do what I do and yeah. you know I think you know of course there are going to be compromises and yeah. you know you have to see what's right for you um, but you know you have to make the best out of it too yeah. do you want to go mainstream or um Depends on what mainstream <laughs> means. <laughs> I always have to ask that. Sorry. <laughs> um, I want to go mainstream in the sense that my work can reach more people. Yeah, I would love that, you know. Um, but I don't want to just go mainstream just for the sake of being mainstream, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the the upside of being mainstream is that you know you can reach more people and you know and and you can you know have your work you know hopefully affect more people you know and so in that way yeah i I do want that you know that um hopefully my work um is contributing in some way to to like general landscape of things yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so you 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 went to usc but you didn't go to the film school there (laughs) no i didn't (laughs) so you don't have to so i mean your 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 history is uh uh Example of not having to go to film school. Uh, yeah, I think I'm very kind of outsider kind of feeling. Yeah. I, 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 maybe I'm just like the perpetual outsider, you know, like... I, That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always in the periphery and yeah, I didn't go to film school. I mean, sometimes I do wish that I go. Yeah. Um, but sometimes too, like I, it was like, I'm kind of fine. You know, it, it kind of gives me a different perspective. And Yeah, here, like uh, at UCI, the film... Uh, the media program is, is theoretical, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's theory. It's so more theory. like critical studies yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. More yeah, that, yeah. Critical yeah. theory, critical studies, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not necessary production as yeah. much. Yeah. Although there is, uh, I mean, they have uh, film studio, uh, film production classes also mm-hmm. in different parts in the art school as well. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> so I, but I'm still very new at this. I mean, there's still so yeah. much more for me to learn, especially in the directing um, yeah, yeah. Uh, aspect of filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, like, I just learn from people that I am close with, friends. You know, I go on their set, and yeah, I'm I'm very lucky to have mentors. You know, who who let me. Are there work films with them, uh, like that, that you uh, 
that you uh, admire, uh, the film directors or films you've seen? Uh-huh. Do you can you name some films that you that impacted you? I really love Wong Kar Wai. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. I think he's. Uh, it's not necessarily like um, my kind of writing style in a way, uh, but yeah, I love his work a lot. Uh, I think it's 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 just pure cinema in a way. Yeah, in a way, yeah. you know, like how he used images and yeah. music sounds. Very fast paced. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, yeah. So I, I I love his work a lot, and then I love uh, David Lynch, uh-huh. um, Gus Van Sant. Um, yeah. So Have I you met any of them? No, I've never met any of them. Yeah, I would I, love to. <laughs> I did see Gus Van Sant once at the uh, Frameline. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. he was on a set, oh, on a stage, uh, talking uh-huh. about it, uh, something. But uh, I think he lives in Oregon, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. Yeah. No, I haven't had him on yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. But, but he, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to watch Paranoid Park, which yeah. is just, I think, out like uh-huh. this week or last week. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I've been waiting to see that. Yeah, so. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I, I yeah. really love Elephant and Jerry. Have you watched Jerry? No, I, I saw Elephant, but I have the DVD, but I don't have. Yeah. I haven't seen Jerry. Jerry, it's it's so out there in a way. Huh. You know, it's it's basically about this two guy who just ran for the entire film. Huh. It's it it has big stars like Matt Damon and yeah. uh, Casey Affleck, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, ben Affleck's brother. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole film is basically two of them running, but it's so thrilling in a way, huh. and it's and the way sh- his camera moves. Um, uh-huh. it's just so engrossing. You just kind of like sit there. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. But you just kind of want to know and just keep on watching. And I, th- I think that's what you know. Like if you can do that, if yeah. you can, you know, have two people just running and keep you engrossed. You know, your attention today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to do that. It's a cinema experience. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Do you identify as Singaporean or Indonesian or other? Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I think I put other there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I just in a lot of ways I feel like a little Americanized too. Because yeah, yeah, been here for a while and yeah. So I don't. Know. I mean, you I, came when you to were be seven. honest, like this. Uh, my stay in America has been like the longest in my life now. You so. came when you were seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. so like it's it's longer than I I was in um, Singapore, for example. So technically, right. I, I live like. Longer here than in yeah, other places. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do people? Uh, when you meet new people, do they? What? How do they see you as? Uh, as from where? I guess is there any? Do um, they? Do they think? You, what? I, I think they assume that I'm Chinese. Yeah, oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I look Chinese. But then yeah. they they always couldn't figure out my accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have this weird mix of Singaporean and Indonesian accent. So it's not like what? It's not totally Singlish either. <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, they would look at my last name and they just get confused. Like, what, yeah, who are you? Like, what are you? And um, actually, my my first agent um um didn't want me to use my last name. Oh. Uh, so for a while, was, I had a, a, a stage name, uh, yeah, and so I used my Chinese last name, which is Wu. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Edward Wu. No, it was actually Jason Wu. <laughs> oh, Jason Wu. <laughs> it was wow. completely stage name. So many Jasons. I I know. Uh, there's a in yellow in Better Luck Tomorrow. There's oh, yeah, yeah. Jason Tobin. Did you ever meet him? He's actually out. Uh, he was here, and then he uh, he's now working in Hong Kong, but he may be back. I don't know. He works with Jackie Chan Productions now. Oh wow! Yeah, he's awesome. he's he's half uh, Chinese, half uh, Caucasian. Okay. Yeah, and so I uh, have British actually. But you know what? Yeah. Now that um, Obama yeah right. spent some time in Indonesia. Indonesia in Jakarta, so like now suddenly everybody knows where Indonesia is. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, that's where Obama is from. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're I mean, on the map. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but it's like you know, you would be surprised because like Indonesia is like the fourth most populous country in the world, you know, yeah. and nobody really knows <laughs> where it is. Yeah, yeah, I think U.S. tends to not know countries unless they bomb them. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> so maybe it's good. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
What what are your plans after? Are you you doing the festival circuit right now? Yes, yeah. we're still doing the festival circuit. Uh, we're hopefully you know uh, hoping to get it distributed soon on DVDs. Yeah. Uh, but this film is actually a part of a series of a short collection that oh. we're thinking of doing. Um, the entire series is called Strangest Friends and Lovers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we wanted to explore the relationship that men have men have with other men. Oh, good. You know, in, yeah. in, in that gray zone of relationships, you know. And, um, yeah, we wrote all of them uh, already. So um, we're oh. just kind of waiting uh. um, to see, you know, funding and production stuff. So hopefully, you know, we can finish that. Uh, we have like four more to go, I think. And um, yeah, so for th- for wow. that series, you know, that's what we want to do. I I personally would like to see um, the script in Indonesia to go into production soon. Oh uh, yeah, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just would love to ha- to do that in, in Indonesia. Yeah, and I'm also uh, working on a one person show. Oh. I've been working on it for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as, it, basically, it started with the you know workshop with Dan Kwong and oh, yeah. Miller. Yeah, and so um, yeah. I've been writing excerpts of it, and then, you know, it was only like last year, this year, that I finally got it together to make a, like a full-length piece. So, so it'll be I in really LA. Wanna, it should be. Uh, oh yeah, I want to do it in LA. Yeah, yeah. I want to do it here. I, I really want to just yeah get it up and stage uh-huh. it. Yeah. Oh so wow. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Yeah. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the modeling is just a sideline. Uh yeah, I yeah. mean uh it's 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 a good way to like put yourself out there and you know and and work get money why not <laughs> yeah uh, you you brought in a copy of the frontiers cover boy uh, uh, picture and how did that come about um so yeah that's one of the great things about modeling in a way um where i was approached by the editor uh we have mutual friends and um uh, and then they're like do you do modeling it's like yeah and it's like so uh, I, I showed him some pictures uh, in my portfolio and stuff and it's like oh yeah we'd love you to for you to be on the cover and we talked about this like in last November so it's just uh. like yeah you know when our New Year's hits you know like we can do this and then um, our short film won an award uh, oh yeah we and found it out yeah. around like early January and so I told him about it it's like hey you know by the way you know we just met up uh, you know and just mentioned it and it was like, oh my god, you know, maybe we could do an article too, yeah, you know, to yeah. go along with the cover. So it, you know, it kind of ties it all oh, in. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, it's so it's kind of like, you know, you kind of put yourself out there, and yeah. I mean, the article wasn't even there, but then you know, once something happens, and then they said it was, you know, newsworthy enough, so we get free publicity out of it, you know, free press. So, that's, so you don't that's get good. paid for that one. No, we did. This is yeah. a news article. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, yeah, but I think it kind of just kind of goes hand in hand in a way. So. Did you get a lot of dates as a result? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or did people contact you? Uh, I, no, I think you know, old friends. Yeah, you know, yeah like old yeah. friends. You know, who I haven't really been in contact with. Um, you know, were very nice. They were very gracious. They were like, you know, they <laughs> congratulated me and, yeah. and they called me and texted me and. That was nice. That was nice to hear from them that sure, you know, yeah. they, they were like, you know, like, oh, well, it's really cool that, you know, you're doing well. So, yeah. Do you have to do fashion stuff, like uh, makeup and all that? When, I mean, do you try to look look different in your normal life too? Or do you only dress uh, fashion, I mean, do makeup and all that kind of stuff? For, <laughs> oh, in, <laughs> and, in and my shoot? Regular? Yeah. 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 I mean, on do, are you interested in beauty and that kind of stuff or... Not really. I think pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I think, I think that's what people um, throw people off sometimes. You know, I, uh. I, I, I'm like jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. Normal. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I, it, it's very different from shoots and stuff like that. You know, you yeah. But they dress you up and they, yeah, we, they dress they you up. All they, the makeup. You do makeup them. hair and stuff like that. Oh, I see. And yeah. Sometimes can get crazy and a wardrobe and stuff like that. Oh. And but. Regularly, I just kind of like, I, I like my hoodie, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is my regular outfit, yeah. you know, like yeah. hoodie, t-shirt, jeans, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, that's what I, I, I and I, I don't really try to dress up too much, I just like <laughs> too much work, <laughs> like I can't do it. Yeah, and you have to spend hours probably. And, yeah. it, and the more I do this, actually, the more I kind of cherish that, you know, the, 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 because I think as, 
as somebody who was working, um, you know, as an actor, yeah, uh, as a filmmaker, writer, uh, you go out a lot. You know, your your days are filled with you know meetings and stuff like that, or going out and castings, and then there are some kind of like social obligations to it too. You know, yeah. you you go parties and stuff like yeah. that, and not to party really, but like to meet other people, to like yeah. socialize, and network. Yeah. yeah, networking in a way. Uh, I don't know how good, you know, like, what good it does, really, you know, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you just go. They just, and yeah. now I really feel like, you know, I really just want to, like, chill out and, like, you know, like, so when I'm not doing all those stuff, when I'm not working and yeah. stuff like that, so the moments that I get to myself, which is very rare, so I just yeah. want to, like, you know, like, yeah. be myself, by myself in a way, just yeah. be at home and, like, you know, just... Relax. Yeah, relax and... Wear comfortable clothes, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't feel like you're always in a, on a performance. Yeah, in a way, and I think it's 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 really weird that way. Yeah, yeah. But LA is a good good scene, huh? For for this type of stuff, uh, do, are you? Would you rather have lived in San Francisco or not? I, I used to live in San Francisco oh, actually. Oh, uh, when uh. I first moved to the states, I, I was living in San Francisco for two years, and I moved uh. down here. Yeah, I like it here. Um, yeah, I like the weather. Can beat that. Oh, that's know? true. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's a good kind of diverse mix of people here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So I, I love it here. Yeah. Cool. On that note, I guess we have to with uh, after ten. So <laughs> we have to sign off. Uh, thank, thank you, you again. so much. Oh, Edward. thank you, Dan, for having me here. I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, and thanks for coming all the way uh, from out there in across the orange curtain <laughs> <laughs> from across the in LA to come out here. Uh, this is Dan Sang signing off with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. <laughs>